So I find being human to be exhausting. When people deny the existence of God, I'll often talk about free will in our discussion, and they have to deny free will in order to get to a place where we're just materialistic. And I say, look, I know I have free will because of how much I do not want to get out of bed in the morning. I am aware of my will and how much I am choosing the warmth of my covers. So I find being human to be exhausting, because there's always something else that I'm fighting against. Just the need to get out of bed, the need to get ready in the morning, all of the tasks that I have to do, all of the things that I've left undone, just trying to get through a day, let alone a week, let alone a month, let alone a year. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who fantasizes about having somebody to fight these battles for me. It would be so nice if I didn't have to do all of these things. It would be so nice if, if it just happened. Well, that's a way in which to hear our first reading today. Jeremiah says, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us announce him. All those who are my friends are on the wash for any misstep of mine. Perhaps you will be trapped, then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. Now, Jeremiah is talking about an external threat. It was Jeremiah's unenviable task to tell the Jews that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. As Father Mike puts it in, in Bible in a year, Jeremiah was not telling them to change. At that point, it was too late. He was telling them to brace for impact. Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. And so nobody wants to listen to Jeremiah. Nobody likes what he has to say. And they are constantly condemning him and ostracizing him and exiling him and threatening him with violence and imprisonment and death. So he's bemoaning terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. Well, for some of us, we have external enemies that are denouncing us. For some of us, it's, it's absolutely what Jeremiah is doing. We have people who, who are constantly threatening us with ostracization and exile and sometimes violence. But for me, and for many people, I denounce myself. The denouncement and the people that are my enemies are my own unrealistic standards or all of these things that I feel are weighing on me all the time. And so I feel what Jeremiah is talking about internally. I feel the overwhelming nature of all of the forces that are arrayed against me. We'll get to Adam in a second, but you can think this comes from the book of Genesis when God announces the curses due to sin. The curse that Adam undertakes is that he now has to toil for his food. Before, the earth just produced what he needed to eat, but now it's only produced in toil. The human being toils, and we feel that toil. Well, Jeremiah talks about all of these pressures, all of these things that he's struggling against, all of the things that are overwhelming him. And he says, But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. 
This is what we all desire and pray for, that the Lord would be with us like a mighty champion, that he would be the one to cut through all of the difficulties, all of the terrors, all of the condemnations, all of the toil, that he would pick us up and carry us through the difficulties of this life. And Jeremiah is announcing in the midst of a very difficult life that the Lord is his mighty champion. That the Lord is going to fight his battle. Oh, that we would all have that same faith. That we would really believe that the Lord will sustain us. That he will get us through it. In his great love and mercy, he knows that it is somehow better for us to get through the toil. The toil doesn't seem to go away. But instead he gives us the strength to endure it in him. The ability to have a beautiful and full and fulfilling life if we live the toil with and through him. That with him, he somehow becomes our champion in all of it. Now, St. Paul describes this reality a little differently and I think more profoundly. He talks about how sin, and again, toil comes from sin, but all of our struggles come from sin. Sin comes from one man. Through Adam, death and sin were entered into the world. But through Christ, those things are removed of their power. They no longer have power over us. And St. Paul is very clear. He says, but the gift is not like the transgression. So if we thought of Christ as the champion against an equally matched foe, we do not understand Christ. St. Paul is saying that the gift is not like the transgression. The transgression was bad, but Christ is so much better. The toils and the struggles that we have in this life are hard, but Christ is so much more powerful because the gift, the salvation through the one man of Jesus, is so much greater than the transgression through the one man of Adam. Can we believe it? Can we believe that God is our mighty champion and that he is not just a champion equally matched, but a champion who is so much more powerful? A champion who not just fights the battle, but wins the battle. St. Paul says, For if by the transgression of the one the many died... How much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? The toil is necessary because it requires the grace of God, and in that we can see that grace overflowing. When he fights as our champion through whatever we're facing in this life, he does it in such an extreme way that we gain from having gone through the struggle. There are a lot of ways in which he does this. Obviously, the most powerful is is the cross, his power over sin and death. But look at our gospel. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. There are a couple things we struggle against in this life. But one of them is the injustice of the world that we live in. We try our best, or hopefully we're trying our best, and yet it seems that that those who have abandoned moral standards are winning. 
that those who have decided, I don't want to try my best, I want to do it for me, I want to act unjustly toward my employees or toward the people on the street or whatever else, like, I want to act for my own interest, that they seem to win, they seem to do well, they seem to have more things than we do. The selfish seem to do better than the selfless. That injustice weighs on us, and we're constantly tempted to abandon the high standards of our faith because we don't think that it's working and it would be better if we just lived like everybody else. But the Lord is our champion in this because he tells us that at the end of time, all things will be revealed. And if we lived justly, our justice will be made known. And those who lived unjustly, even if they seem like they're getting ahead today, their injustice will be made known, and the Lord will make all things right. I vacillate about the end of my life. At times, I fear it. It's terrifying to think about closing my eyes for the last time. It's like going down a roller coaster, but infinitely worse, where I just don't know what's coming and I'm falling into an abyss. But at other times, I take incredible consolation at standing before the Lord Jesus. I know that I will have to answer for every act of my life. I know that I will have to tell him everything that I've done wrong. It'll just flow out of me. But I also know that if I live my life in accordance with the law of the Lord, if I do what I'm told is just by him, that having everything pour out of me in his presence will be a consolation rather than a condemnation. If we Christians live our life right, then this gospel is incredibly consoling. The idea that everything will be brought into the light, praise God! The idea that the darkness is no longer hidden, but that all reality is proclaimed from the housetops, praise God, because in that moment the just will be rewarded for their justice. Those who tried their best will be rewarded for their efforts. Praise God. And Jesus tells us he is our champion, not because we've earned it, not because we've convinced him. He's not a mercenary. We don't pay him. Are not two sparrows sold for one small coin? And yet, not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The Lord is your champion, whether you've earned it or not. The Lord wants to fight for you against whatever you're facing, whatever is condemning you, whatever is holding you down. His desire is to be there for you and to be more powerful than that thing. And you don't have to earn it. You don't have to buy it. He just wants to do it. You have the greatest champion you can imagine, the one who wins every battle, fighting for you. And all you have to do is acknowledge him. All you have to do. You just have to ask, Lord, please be my champion. Lord, I am announcing that I am on your team. The gospel ends, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. All you have to do is claim Team Jesus. All you have to do is say, I'm on the side of the Lord. He fights for me, and I recognize and acknowledge that he fights for me.
That's it. And how beautiful if you do so. How wonderful if you claim the Lord. Because then at the end of your life, not only will all be revealed, not only will your efforts and your justice be shown before all of humanity and all of creation, but the Lord will acknowledge you before His Father. He will present you to His Father. He will say, Father, this is the one who acknowledged me in their life. This is the one who said, I claim the Lord Jesus. Father, I am giving you this person for all eternity. How incredibly consoling. What can we possibly fear if we claim the Lord? What can we possibly fear if the Lord is fighting for us, if he is our mighty champion? What can we possibly fear if the gift is so much greater than the transgression? Lord, I want you in my life. Lord, I claim you as my own. And then, he will fight for you, he will acknowledge you, he will be your mighty champion.